This podcast is sponsored by the Social Enterprise and Crowdfunding Conference. Learn more at secfc.co. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Welcome to uh, Your Mark on the World. Today we are visiting with Abigail Harrison, who uh, we call Astronaut Abby, Logan Gardner, and Jared Kleinert. And I'm excited to be able to introduce you to all these good folks. Um, I'm Devin Thorpe, and uh, I'm kind of the, the host, uh, the author at Your Mark on the World. And we're excited to visit with these three remarkable young teenagers who are all using crowdfunding in one way or another to help make the world a better place. Now, I want to get started with Abby. Abby, if you don't mind, tell us about what you're doing with crowdfunding. Um, okay, well, my crowdfunding campaign is to, it's on Rocket Hub, and it's uh, to raise money to, first off, go and watch uh, a Soyuz launch in Russia, and then second off, to do six months of educational outreach afterwards in which I will um, write for scientific publications, speak at conferences, do online web chats with classrooms and also in classroom visits as well as a variety of other uh, kinds of outreach in order to try and bring the experience that I have in Russia to uh, kids everywhere. Wow, how did you get interested in space? Uh, space is something I've always been interested in since I was a kid, but I think um, it was just something I had a book when I was younger that I used to read all the time that was called The Universe. Uh, it was just a science that I happened upon and fell in love with. Fantastic. Now, I read somewhere, Abby, that one of your dreams or your goals is to go to Mars. Do you think that that's uh, how do you see that playing out? You're you're young enough; that's a real possibility. But how do you see that ha coming about? Um, I don't have any uh, definite plans for that because obviously I'm not sure where I'll be at that point, um, or where we'll be technologically at that point. But uh, I do see it playing out in the future because Mars is a very realistic goal for us. Like you said, with my age group, it's, a very, it's very likely that that will happen. So what I'm doing now is I'm just trying to focus on uh, getting a good education and uh, continuing to explore space and the space community and do my best to share my passion and my, my dreams to be an astronaut and what I'm doing to reach it um, with other people and trying to inspire them with my goals as well. I hope you're able to inspire a lot of kids. Now, Jared, I want to jump to you a little bit and to visit with you. you you're you doing something pretty remarkable for a, a teenager. Uh, now, uh, I, you're in South Florida, right? Yes. And are you a senior in high school this year? I am unfortunately not a senior. I am a junior in high school. You're like a junior in high school. year of high school left. So you, you've got a little bit left to do, but you've, you've done something remarkable. You've actually launched a crowdfunding website. Tell us about that. Correct. Well, um, I launched my company, Synergist, into private beta in February. And what Synergist is is a crowdsourcing site for social entrepreneurs. 
Um, and we help people create, collaborate, and share social movements. Um, so this was kind of inspired by the whole Occupy Wall Street movement. And I wanted to help people not only get money for their ideas, but also be able to build a team around their ideas, have a space to collaborate, and then raise the money for their ideas. Um, so that's what Synergist is. And um, kind of on the remarkable part where, where it gets really crazy, as you were mentioning, is on April 27th, we're going to be one of the first companies ever to use our own platform to raise our own pre-seed funding. Um, so on April 27th, there'll be a project on Synergist to raise money for Synergist, and anyone can help me and my team, um, you know, create this movement. Great. How much money are you hoping to raise that day? Um, we want to raise 25000 so it's not out of the question. Um, TechCrunch is already committed to picking up the story, and we're doing a huge PR push right now. I actually have a few kids from my local high school helping me with a whole social media campaign for that. Um, so it's pretty exciting. Great, great. And, and you say, when you talk about social entrepreneurship, one of the things I've learned over the years is only social entrepreneurs know what that is. <laughs> right. Tell people what social entrepreneurship is. Well, I consider social uh, a social entrepreneur as anyone who uses business to solve a real-world problem. Um, so this can be for-profit, non-profit, really anyone that's trying to use business skills and entrepreneurship to tackle a problem we have in the world. Great, great. Well, Logan, let's uh, give you a chance to talk about Kids for Kids. That's an organization that's trying to help uh, kids learn how to be successful in life by teaching them how to do social entrepreneurial things now, right? Absolutely. So what we really focus on is we'll work with uh, various socially minded and youth-led projects or initiatives in order to help them achieve their goals. So we'll use crowdfunding to raise a portion of uh, the money that they need to accomplish their goals. And then with the, what do you call it, the crowdsourced rate, the crowdsourced funds, we'll then invest them in events such as raffles and concerts and I don't know, other various events that will help generate enough income to help them achieve their goals. So That's great. great. Now, uh, you're in Lexington, right, Logan? Yes, sir, yes. And uh, Jared, you're in South Florida. Abby, you're in Minneapolis. Yep. It doesn't matter to anyone, but I'm in Salt Lake, so we're scattered all around the country. I love this technology. We can all talk live and, and share ideas. But, Abby, why did you decide to try to raise this money through Rocket Hub and crowdfunding? Um, well, crowdfunding was just when we looked at uh, what the price of, first off, going to Russia for the Soyuz launch, and second off, the educational outreach, which is the really big part of uh, the funding, would uh, be. It was exorbitant and more than my family would be able to cover on our own. Um, so crowdfunding was just an idea that was out there, and it was the one that fit the best, and so I chose to do that one. Um, the reason that I chose Rocket Hub as my platform was because when I looked at the different sites, Rocket Hub seemed to be more science and space project oriented, which not all of the projects on there are science oriented. There's a lot of cultural and business oriented ones as well. 
but I wanted one where there was uh, more of a scientific community. Um, so that was just part of the decision behind it. Yeah, the name Rocket Hub, I guess, is a good fit for Astronaut Abby. <laughs> so uh, how much money have you raised so far, Abby? Yeah, there's that too. So far I've raised uh, $8,140, which is about 25% of my overall goal. Good. And your, so your total goal is about, about $35,000? Yep, $35,000. Great, great. So how do people find you if they want to donate to your campaign? Um, well, I have a website, which is www.astronautabby.com, and all the information uh, for that is on my website, as well as if you go to Rocket Hub, there's a search bar there. If you type in Astronaut Abbey, I should come up right away. I'm also on the uh, um, Google Astronaut Abbey Rocket Hub, and it'll just come up right away. That's where you go if you want to read more about my campaign or uh, donate um, or fund. Uh, but if you want to just hear more about the things I've done in the past and the things I hope to do in the future, my website is the place to go. Okay, so we can stay in touch with you there and follow your story in the future at astronautabby.com then, is that right? Yes, and also on any other social media outlets such as Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, I have an account and will be um, trying to update as often as possible while I'm in Russia. So you can stay in touch with me through social media as well if you'd like. Great, great. And uh, I think I've connected to you uh, on most of those channels. So I hope I will never miss any yeah. news. So uh, Jared, you're, uh, <laughs> tell us about uh, Synergist now. Um, well, Synergist is based on um, three facets. Um, the first is create. And anyone can log on to Synergist. You don't have to be a social entrepreneur yet. Um, you can just be someone who's interested in, you know, starting something or creating a movement. And you can either post ideas for a social movement yourself, or you can uh, request to join a another team on their movement. Um, so that's create. That's a new type of crowdsourcing, trying to um, base teams around common ideas. The second part is collaborate, which is a free online workspace which you can start building um, your idea up right there with a team. Uh, we have tools where you can you know, create schedules, assign tasks, and that's all free to new teams. And finally, the last part is share, where you can do the traditional crowdfunding as a Rocket Hub or Indiegogo would do. Um, the cool thing about share is you can also have people help your project without giving you money, um, such as if they want to give you advertising help or uh, marketing help, if they want to help with your legal um, services, they can do that as well. Um, and we're dedicated to finding even more creative ways to crowdsource because it's definitely a, a relatively new industry and there's a lot of um, impactful things you can do with it. Yeah. Now, will you be doing any equity raises on your website, or will it all be donation-based? Um, as it stands, we are not doing equity. Um, it's definitely an option we can um, look at in the future. Still waiting on the Jobs Act to solidify and the SHC regulations, which can get messy. Um, but yeah, we're, we're really young. We're exploring many different options, and we, we're actually having you know, our users help us build this site as we go along, um, which you guys can all join the Synergist um, feedback group on Facebook. Just type in Synergist feedback group, 
And um, if you want to help with the event or, or with the campaign, you can just go to synergist.eventbrite.com and sign up for a free ticket to the online launch. Great. Great, great, great. Well, Logan, uh, let's talk a, a minute. Tell us a little bit more about Kids for Kids and how people can get involved, get involved and help you out. So Kids for Kids uses Rocket Hub to raise all of our crowdsourced funds. So uh, why not Synergist? <laughs> what? I said, why not Synergist? But it's only because it wasn't up yet, right? I know. Synergist actually would be pretty perfect for it. So I'm definitely going to have to check that out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we use Rocket Hub. So that decision was mainly based on Rocket Hub was the biggest one that uh, allowed for social causes to be posted on their site. But um, just by typing in Kids for Kids or even my name, Logan Gardner, onto the Rocket Hub search bar, uh, it'll come up with all of our projects that we're working on. Uh, right now, we have a girl here in Lexington who I actually go to school with who's trying to send thousands of textbooks to Uganda um, to help out with uh, needy children and education resources there. So she, her ultimate goal is $1,500, but right now we're just focusing on uh, raising $900 and then investing that $900 in various raffles. And uh, we actually have a local author coming in to do a book signing event to promote that, um, and that will hopefully raise the $1,500. I like that approach, that you're, uh, you're, you're not trying to go for everything, you know, all the eggs in one basket, that you're trying to get the initial amount and then reinvest it wisely. I think that's a nice spin that I don't see many people doing in the industry. Exactly. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, I think the the uh, you'll find in the long run the uh, there is a real synergy between doing things uh, online and off. No, no uh, pun intended there, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but finding ways to work those two things together uh, is really what I see. As I talk to people who've raised a lot of money, and I and I've done that uh, anywhere from thirty-five thousand to a million dollars through crowdfunding. It's clear that there is a magic connection between uh, having. Uh, online and offline activities to drive things forward. So I think you're really on to something there, Logan. Well, actually, that wasn't necessarily uh, our primary intent when we were sort of figuring out exactly how we wanted to help awesome social causes uh, raise funds. But, you know, now that you've mentioned all this, it's really um, – I'm definitely going to have to go back and see how we can sort of use offline and put them online uh, – sort of methods to really drive fundraising so yeah it's 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 tough i i wish i understood all the nuances of how to bridge those two but those who figure out how to bridge the online and the offline have a lot more success absolutely, so, absolutely. let's jump back to abby for just a minute abby why don't you tell us about uh, i want to dig deep just a little bit deeper into trying to understand you and your background and how you got involved with uh, such an ambitious program. It, it's really pretty remarkable that you would be wanting to go to Russia to see a space launch, that you'd be willing to do the work to crowdfund it and all of that. Tell us tell us more about yourself. Go back, dig deep. Tell us, how did you get to be this way? Uh, 
Um, I'm having some technology issues. I can't be, I seem, seems like I can't hear you guys. Uh, I just cut out for about a minute. Can oh, you no. repeat? Yes. Yeah, so, no problem. Abby, the question we had for you is, can you tell us how you got to be so remarkable? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm remarkable. I'm just uh, a regular kid who has a, a dream and a goal. But what I think makes it different is that uh, I've, ever since I was in probably fifth or sixth grade, um, seventh grade, I've been pursuing that goal. I started at a really young age with this dream and this goal to be an astronaut. And I've been pursuing it for a while, which means that I've built up a pretty good um, community. I've uh, entered the online world and started to um, really build a community there. Uh, and then I think the next thing that makes, uh, that sets me apart from others would be that um, from all of the teachings that I've had in science and technology, engineering, math, all that type of um, courses and activities that I've been involved in in the past, one of the messages that has been central always is that they're doing this to pass it on to us. I've had a lot of volunteers and mentors um, who are, they volunteer their time in order for no personal gain just to help um, myself and other kids like me uh, learn more and get interested and intrigued in science. And so that's something that I really learned and has been the basis of my passion for trying to help other kids um, learn is that as I've gotten older, I've realized that I'm having an amazing opportunity from this online uh, foundation that I've created. And that not only do I have the opportunity to see these things, but I have the opportunity and the availability to share them with kids everywhere and hopefully to try and inspire as many people as I can. Oh, that's great. Abby, thank you very much for uh, sharing that. And I'm sorry we've got some technology issues on your end, but we hear you just fine. So thank you very much. Okay. So, uh, Jared, uh, let's jump back to you for a minute. Uh, how can teenagers like you become more like you? What are the things that they can do to get involved with social entrepreneurship and making a difference in the world? How do they do that? Um, well, Abby really hit the two main points. Um, hard work is the biggest one. And I started entrepreneurial stuff at 15, although I've been entrepreneurial minded um, for my entire life because I come from that kind of background. And I actually envy Abby because she started in fifth grade. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Sorry, that's, that's, <laughs> no worries. It, that's a big thing. Um, like last summer, I was working two internships remotely um, while working two part time jobs to bootstrap capital while building synergists. Um, so just something like that, any teenager can do, no matter how smart you are, no matter how what kind of background you come from, you know, just intense hard work. And the second one would be finding mentors, um, which Abby also said. I've been very fortunate to have um, the 15.5 CEO and founder, David Hassel, as my biggest mentor. And Forbes wrote an article on him a couple years or a year or two ago, dubbing him the most connected man you don't know in Silicon Valley. So I, I really just cold contacted him, and that spurred you know, an internship with them. Um, they're an extremely growing 
an extremely fast-growing enterprise company in Silicon Valley. And he's taught me a lot, you know, really anyone. You know, when I have conversations with you, you teach me things. Just this, just this panel right now, I've learned things from Abby and Logan. You know, anyone can be your mentor, but definitely finding, you know, those one or two individuals who have made it and can teach you some things. Um, that and hard work can really get you anywhere. That's great. Uh, Logan, let's jump to you for a minute. The um, I think you have a, a a somewhat unique perspective on on life, and I think it's interesting. But you kind of come at this with the idea in mind that that uh, social entrepreneurship can be um, and and volunteering and uh, and and building a non nonprofit. Those kinds of activities all help to prepare people for a successful career. Um, are there, do you ever think about making social entrepreneurship your lifelong career? You know, it's funny that you asked me that because uh, you're not the first one at all to ask me that at all. I, uh, in my college applications, that was definitely a main focal point, um, was that even though when I first started this, I thought that I loved it so much, I thought that that was sort of what I wanted to do, all my life, it's what I really wanted to focus on learning about. But as I've sort of done more and more of it, um, my passion hasn't faded at all, but I'm more interested in sort of diversifying myself and learning about other things, such as foreign languages or, uh, I don't know, foreign cultures. Uh, those are two main things I've been really interested in uh, lately. But, um, I mean, just really anything. I'm totally open to any career path at all. So. If it ends up being social entrepreneurship, that's awesome, and I have experience. But if it ends up being something totally crazy, I'm fine with that too. So, well, good, good. How do you? What do you suggest for kids who want to get engaged in social entrepreneurship like you've been? You have some experience to draw on from your Kids for Kids efforts. You've probably seen and helped a lot of kids get involved. What's your advice? Um, my main advice is to just reach out. I mean, uh, for those of you who are watching right now, um, I'm totally available. Free, feel free to friend me on Facebook or anything. Uh, if you have a cool idea that you think that Kids for Kids would be interested in, um, I would absolutely be willing to listen and possibly work with you on further developing that. Uh, but primarily, for me, it was really sort of creating uh, proactive habits. So, uh, meaning that when I get home, not necessarily watching TV, but doing homework, and instead of maybe laying down to take a nap, sending off some emails. So, it's really just creating those productive habits that have really helped me sort of propel Kids for Kids and, I guess, be rather successful at it. Great. It's really uh, exciting to uh, to hear about all the things you're all doing, and uh, I'm excited to to see if we can't uh, continue to learn more from you, um, Abby. Uh, when is your? Uh, can you tell us more about your uh, Russia trip? When that will happen, and what you'll do on the trip, or do you know at this point? Um, I can answer part of that question. It's going to be happening on uh, May 16th to I think the 29th is when we'll come back. And um, what the trip is all about, as I've already said, is going to Russia and to Kazakhstan to watch the launch of uh, Soyuz rocket that my mentor 
Italian astronaut Luca Parmitano is on. He's going up to the International Space Station for six months. Um, I know that we will be spending uh, a week in Russia doing tours and seeing culture, um, and then that we will be spending a week at the launch site in Kazakhstan, um, where I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be doing. I know that it's a very space-oriented city. They're very proud of uh, their past in the space industry as well as their present. So there should be a lot of really interesting um, and educational things to do there. And then um, I hope to be able to, I'm not sure what exactly it's going to be like, but I'm hoping to have an opportunity to poke around the launch site a little bit and see um, partly what it takes to send something like this up, as well as to talk to some of the people who are involved with it. Because um, I think that that's one of the biggest parts, uh, the most important parts of any opportunity that you have like this is the people that you meet. Um, like Jared said earlier, everything that is a learning experience and everyone you talk to, you can learn something from them. Um, I'm sure that there's so much that I can learn from the people who are involved on a daily basis in uh, helping to send these rockets up. And so my, what, my main goal for when I'm there is really to talk and listen um, to what people have to say. Great. Well, who is your mentor? Tell us a little bit more about your mentor. You said your mentor is the, one of the astronauts that's going up? Um, yes, my mentor is Luca Parmitano, who's an Italian astronaut with the European Space uh, Agency. And um, I met him, gosh, it must have been two years ago in 2011, uh, when I went to watch uh, Shuttle Launch, which was the STS-134. And I had actually not gotten to meet him due to um, age restrictions to get into a certain part of the NASA complex. But my mom had gone, and she had met him and told him about me. Um, and so there hadn't been time to meet, and I was really disappointed about that. Um, but as we were coming back from the launch, we were going through the airport, uh, the Florida airport, and we turn around in security, and guess who's right behind us but Luca. Um, so luckily, he had enough time in between then and his flight to sit down and talk to me for about half an hour. I have an interview with him posted on my website where you can see what we talked about um, and just a little bit of that dynamic. And then afterwards he gave me his email address and uh, I asked him to be my mentor. And we've stayed in contact since then through um, Twitter and uh, email as well as uh, Skyping occasionally with busy schedules and whatnot. But it's just been a really inspirational relationship to have. Boy, I guess so. That's great. Um, how did you pick Luca out of the world? Did he become just someone you were interested in because you randomly met him, or were you interested in connecting with him before? Um, I think that Luca, I was interested. I'd have to go more with the randomly met him part because we... Oh, no. It looks like we've lost Abby. I'm sure she'll be back in a minute, so we won't quit. We'll welcome her back when she comes back. That's the, the vagaries of this technology. Um, but, uh, Jared, why don't we uh, come back to you for a minute. Tell us a little bit about your future plans, if you would. Uh, I, is Synergist uh, a high school project or a career? Um, well, I'd like to see how it turns out. You know, this campaign will be a huge um, Tests, you know, to see whether people like it, whether it's viable or not. 
Um, if we can raise the funds, then I will definitely continue in the direction it's going. If not, then I'll have, you know, a few hundred more people to help me pivot. Um, definitely not going to stop entrepreneurship or, you know, social entrepreneurship. And I really think that they will become one and the same. You know, I think in the future that more businesses will take on more corporate social responsibility just as a, a sustainable business method and something that, you know, you should do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not stopping. I just started. Um, I actually had pivoted from another business idea into Synergist. Um, so I've already kind of tasted failure, know what it's like, and, you know, it's, it, that's propelled me to where I am now. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Logan, let's jump to you a little bit. Um, would you, what would you, how would you describe the role of your parents in uh, getting you to where you are right now, Logan? Oh my gosh, my dad has just been unbelievable. Um, so like Abby sort of mentioned about how Luca was her mentor and has been absolutely amazing in propelling sort of her space dreams forward. Uh, my, my dad has been absolutely amazing and he's totally served as my mentor as I've sort of worked with Kids for Kids and established it as a nonprofit. Um, he's really, more than anything, they provided uh, sort of inspiration and you know, I, this is going to sound so cheesy, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but uh, just the fact that they believe in me is really, really does make that big of a difference. Uh, it's sort of, I've never, I never necessarily believed in myself and that I would really create Kids for Kids and that it would become the organization that it is today. And because uh, uh, my dad sometimes at times shoved me towards that goal, uh, it's, his role has been absolutely amazing. Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. A Abby, have you had some help from your parents as well? Uh, I have had some help from my parents. My parents, like uh, Logan's parents, have just been so influential on um, my dreams and my goals and my passions. And not only that, but on my ability to reach them. Like he said, parents can really uh, motivate you and support you and show you that these things that you dream up and that you uh, don't quite believe on your own can really happen and can be true, which is an amazing thing that they can do. Um, even more particular than that, my mom is uh, the owner and runner of a uh, social media and online marketing business. So I, uh, whenever when I entered the online community and I had questions, um, I could always go to her and ask them, and she was just a great help in helping me understand. Um, how it works and uh, how this community is structured, which was amazing and has definitely been a big help. Um, my parents support me in everything I do, and I, like Logan said, this is really cheesy, but <laughs> I don't think I would be where I am today without them, and I almost wonder if I would be uh, able to reach my goals without the support that they've given me in the past and continue to give. Okay, so... We've got to complete the circle here. Jared, tell us about your your connection to uh, to your parents. Do they help you? Um, well, my mom is extremely supportive and probably the person I look up to most. Um, she doesn't fully understand everything I say about crowdsourcing and about entrepreneurship, although she is extremely you know witty and she's entrepreneurial-minded herself, but tech-wise, not so much. But, yeah, I think that's one thing we all share is extremely um, supportive parent or parents and 
you know, I would think that that's one of the keys for success at a young age. You know, and if you don't have that, you know, parent figure to back you up, you better find a mentor that, you know, will act as that father figure or mother figure. You know, I, I think for all the viewers, that's, that's definitely one thing that we've all shared is a really supportive um, background to pick us up whenever we're down or to give us that extra push. Because um, it's not it's not always easy and it's not always fun. You don't always get to do these fun um, panels or whatever. So it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of um, ups and downs. But yeah, I do share that um, support system with Abby and Logan. Well, um, what do you three suggest? What what is the best way to access that kind of parental support if you don't have it at home? Do you have any ideas for how people can get the kind of support that you've had without having parents that provide it? Um, you know, for I me, I... What Jerry said. Oh, go ahead, Abby. I'm sorry. No, you go. You go. Um, well, no, you can go. <laughs> um, just sort of, you really never know who you can network with and who will be a mentor to you. Um, I mean, Abby found her mentor in an airport and a security line. So uh, just sort of for me being as outgoing and personal and true to myself as possible in order to possibly facilitate that mentorship with, you know, really anyone. Um, I don't know if you all have anything to add to that. Abby, why don't you go ahead? I think that's a really interesting point that you bring up, Logan, that um, – anyone could end up being your mentor. And I think that uh, pushes back to what I said earlier um, about how you're always learning from other people and from conversations and uh, relationships that you have with them. And so that's why it's so important that you try and meet as many people as possible. And uh, when you have opportunities to meet people and to talk to them, you really should because you never know if they could end up being a positive influence in your life in the future. And the odds are is that you are going to meet someone like that. So um, like Jared said, you need to just go out there and be proactive for yourself if you don't have someone to do it for you and try and find someone to, uh, who can be that figure in your life. It doesn't mean you have to be necessarily like out like, okay, today I'm going to find a mentor. But just keep your eyes open. And when you have these conversations with people where you're uh, in an interchange of ideas, um, don't be afraid to ask, like, you know, can we stay in touch, or would you mind helping me in the future? Would you mind mentoring me? Uh, if you don't ask, you'll never know if they would or not. That's a good point. Jared, what do you have to add? Um, just to elucidate what she was saying, you know, you really have to become an aficionado at networking, and you should not have any problems cold contacting people, especially at a young age. Um, but even if you're older, you know, cold contacting people, what's the worst thing that can happen? You don't hear from them or they say no? Um, I mean, I've had two really cool stories from that. The first was earlier when I said that I met David Hassel and started working for him, um, and that's really exploded my network. And the other one happened fairly recently in February. Um, I cold contact Tony Shea, who's the CEO and founder of Zappos. And less than 24 hours later, I was driving down to Miami and having dinner with him. Um, <laughs> so that was a really cool experience. And it's really not that hard. You know, you just have to, um, you know, it, networking's not that hard. It's just like talking to any of your friends. Um, just 
stay in contact with everyone you can. Ask for a plus one. So, you know, thank you. I'd like to stay in touch with you. And do you know anyone else who can help me on my mission? Which would probably help um, Abby a lot, you know, since it's a very tight-knit community, I would think, um, the scientific community. And, you know, I use that to um, penetrate and really get into the Silicon Valley um, network, which, you know, in less than a year, I've met a lot of people there. I'm actually moving synergists there for the summer. Um, so that'll be pretty interesting. So, yeah, just to wrap it all up, just get out there and, um, you know, don't worry about looking like an idiot or don't worry about offending anyone because you're not. Great, great. Well, do do all of you have uh, – raise your hand if you have a Facebook account. Okay, raise your hand if you have a Twitter account. Uh, what about Google Plus? Uh, yeah. I just made one yesterday, so. <laughs> so they're doing Google Plus. Okay, what about um, LinkedIn? That's the biggest one. And have you all used LinkedIn? Yes. Uh, I haven't posted anything, but I definitely have an account. Oh, yeah, you, need to, you need to get on LinkedIn. You need to really like use, use that. That's the strongest network for professional stuff. Yeah, I used to say it was grown-up Facebook, but now Facebook <laughs> is pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've been on lately, but there's some grandmas and grandpas on there with me. Oh, yeah. my gosh, my grandma comments on all of my photos. <laughs> yeah, I have the same thing. <laughs> I wonder if Mark Zuckerberg ever thought that grandparents would be commenting on their grandchildren's stuff when yeah, he invented Facebook. To figure out a way to help us out with that one. <laughs> yeah. I keep waiting for the new Facebook to pop up. It's probably out there, and they just haven't told me because I am not cool enough to be on it. <laughs> well, listen, guys, I want to thank you all for being here with me today. I want to thank all of the people who are watching us today and who may watch a recording of this later. We uh, appreciate your interest. I think these are uh, remarkable kids who are doing remarkable things, and uh, I'm grateful for their contributions toward making the world a better place. I'm excited about the way they're using crowdfunding. I think crowdfunding is uh, really just beginning to show its potential, and it will, I think, uh, change the world. And the exciting thing for me about crowdfunding is its ability to change the world for good. So it will be fun to keep track of all of you as you have, as you use crowdfunding to leverage your impact in the world. So thank you very, very much uh, for being here today, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, seeing you again, I hope, in the future. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And thank you again uh, for this awesome opportunity. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on here, Devin. And thank you to Logan and Jared for sharing in this uh, amazing conversation that we've had. I hope we can stay in touch in the future. Um, for sure. You, it's been great talking to you guys about this. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devin hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, 
or other change maker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com. The one-of-a-kind social enterprise and crowdfunding conference on September 26, 2014 at the spectacular Snowbird Resort near Salt Lake City will bring together leaders from across the country in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. Register before August 31 for just $60 at secfc.co. The roster of speakers will include Rodney Sampson, author of Kingonomics, Francis Batista, the leading animal rights advocate, and other luminaries. See the full list of speakers at secfc.co. Social entrepreneurs attending the conference will have the opportunity to pitch real investors at the conference. Nonprofit leaders will also be given an opportunity to make a pitch for microgrants and to conduct a one-day crowdfunding campaign during the event. Learn more at secfc.co.